Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Coming up today on the Football Ramble. This is a real test of how competent your owners are. Yeah, talk of the owners, talk of the owners. The rules are the rules. But the rules don't spend are... all the money then. It's, it's, it's a thin end of the wedge, though, Jim. <laughs> I mean, you know, before you know it, you've got Ash the Bash on the back of the shirt. <laughs> how can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat, everybody? Welcome to the Football Ramble. The cup set in Bristol and Mourinho's been sacked. It's Wednesday, 17th of Jan. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Vidushin Hunteraja. everybody, it's a wonderful Wednesday on the Football Ramble. And thanks to friend of the Ramble, Jason Downs, for sending us today's intro line. You can become a friend of the Ramble by heading over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble. And if you do, your life will be enriched and you may even get a kiss from Vish. Um, there will be a special... Kiss extended... me on the nose. <laughs> or wherever. Wherever, yeah. Within wherever, reason. The nose. Within reason. <laughs> the nose. Um, you let them... Like whittle you down to kissing someone on the nose there. Well, yeah. I mean, they're gonna. I'm, I'm a sucker for peer pressure. There Don't say sucker. <laughs> um, uh, you'll also get a special extended version of the ramble today and every single Wednesday for just five dollars a month. So head over to patreon.com forward slash a football ramble. Gentlemen, a cup set in the west of England in Bristol, more specifically, um, Bristol City one, West Ham United zero. How about that, Jim Campbell? Yeah, it was. It, I suppose it was a cup set, wasn't it? But it was a brilliant performance for Bristol City. Do you think Bristol City fans will be happy about that? They just knocked out a Premier League side and you went, well, I suppose it's a cup set. Well, I guess they'll just have to no enjoy it. No further their own. questions, Your Honour. <laughs> it was a massive win for them, Jim, wasn't it? It was yeah, a massive gym for them, wasn't it? Win? I, I, I enjoyed it. That's what I said. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it was. It was I'll tell Jim's you what, more of a Rovers fan, to be fair, isn't he? You're a gasser, are you, Jim? Yeah. I'm not, no. <laughs> Based on what I've seen of the two, I much prefer Bristol City because that's probably the first time I've watched either of, either of them for a full 90 minutes. Yeah, okay. So well done them. Well done for getting them back on side. Yeah, well, yeah they'll be loving you now, Jim. I'll tell you no, what, they you, were brilliant. Let me put yeah. a statue up for you outside after, uh, after that. Uh, don't you worry, everybody. We know what to do with that. <laughs> People of Bristol certainly do. Yeah, um, Yeah. so it was a great win, uh, despite what anyone thinks. Um, uh, West Ham, of course, were down to 10 men. That was one of the talking points of the game. But what about the goal? Three minutes in, and it was a lovely bit of opportunism from Conway. Yes, um, it, always nice to see a goal that emanates from an almost chance at the other end. Yeah. And, yeah. A, and a keeper slide clearance that goes <laughs> 70 yards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was. Uh, it, I, I, this game was exactly what you needed it to be because it felt, like a, it felt like a bit of an afterthought in that it was an FA Cup replay. Mm-hmm. It was in a week that those teams, those Premier League teams specifically. It's a nice little bonus game. Yeah, you, you look at the you go, oh, a game on tonight, great. And you feel like two teams without much history beyond obviously the, you know, the original third. <laughs> I'll tell you what. With each other. <laughs> okay. Oh, right, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then suddenly it just kicks off. Yeah. yeah, and you know everyone who kind of you imagine the players wanted to get in and out, yeah. and they were like, "Actually, fuck this, let's yeah. fuck them up." Who kicked, I, I, who kicked off the most? I would say, <laughs> you know what, off. Ben Rama. So Ben <laughs> he was the worst defender in the night. No, not at all. Yeah. He was just it, a stupid one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like everyone got away with it because it was grounds on like getting the ball. That, they could always yeah. argue mm. that. I think it was Joe Williams, wasn't it? Set the tone yes, very early. Yeah. Him and Danny Danny Ings had a, 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 mm. a Danny Ding Dong. I suppose. Dan- you might call it. <laughs> yeah. And then from then on, it was it was very very full blooded. I was actually a bit concerned for Bristol City at points because they were going into everything, yeah. thundering in yeah. at hundred miles an hour, and that got that got more extreme after Ben Rama went off and I was thinking you're either going to get someone else sent off or you're going to completely run out of gas mm-hmm. sorry to use that phrase yeah. um, uh, but no but they didn't well, they was, more than held on they were sort of you know fight, like you know plugging away for a second one late on it felt like Liam Manning must have said to them go as hard as you can as early as you can the, the tempo oh, yeah. and, the, yeah. and the intensity yeah. from the start was far, far greater than West Ham were either capable of or wanted to apply, mm-hmm. given that you know West Ham had some fringe players come in and probably didn't even really want to play the game. 
um, given you know, given the schedule and all the rest of it. And the goal, Tommy Conway's goal, came from just a huge amount of intensity. Yeah. Him getting ahead of the ball, getting to the ball ahead of Fabianski, and mm-hmm. obviously he also took like a quite a pleasing amount of time to put it in yeah, the net. Yeah, as exactly. well. very composed. How often yeah. do you see players miss that opportunity? Yeah, exactly. Like, like very specific. Well, it was thing. very composed because again, you know, the stadium—they're all up for it—and as you say, boom, straight mm. from the off, off they go. And then to have a bit of composure, of course, it's a chance he should put away. But you do need to put it away. Also, he gets you know he gets tripped by Fabianski, yeah, yeah. and you think I'm glad he didn't go down there, mate. Because this is you know you've now got the winner. Yes, mm. yes, exactly. Yeah, um, I, I mean David Moyes was angry because of the the VAR situation, saying this is ridiculous. You have it in one round, or you have it in some places, and, and, and not in others. Um, but Ben Rama, that was definitely a red yeah. card. You can't <laughs> kick someone in the balls, however cleverly you do it. Yeah. And, and doing it from the floor where your, led, le- your legs are at their, you know, are higher than your head. But, that's not a wise way to do yeah. it. No. Yeah, but it was because it went all crazy, didn't it? It was a big challenge. Yeah. Got and in they and fouled he, each other, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, it was, it was, so it was Tanner on Emerson that yes, kicks it off. That's right. right. And then that, and that you know, yeah. um, provokes the second tackle very yeah. quickly. But after you've that. just got to be not the most obvious one in that situation. Well, I was not going to overturn that anyway. Yeah, no, of course. But, yeah. but did you did you not think that Ben Rama's reaction to the red card was of a man who knew exactly yeah. a exactly what they were going to do yes. and b realised how stupid he was? And also, he's, he's never been sent off before, so he's probably just a bit confused. So what do yeah. I do now? Yeah, I don't, I've seen that before, but not for me. Are we doing sin bins now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> an early bath. There's no bath. But I did, I did think that. Um, if David Moyes was going to complain about anything, I didn't actually see the post-match interview where he complained about VAR. I didn't see that one. But mm-hmm. if he was going to complain about anything, I think he probably would have had a right to complain about the fact that Bristol City played right on the edge. And mm. that's being generous. Mm-hmm. You know, If you look at a player like Danny Ings, who's had some bad injuries, yeah. he was on the end of a couple of bad ones. Mm-hmm. And at one point, you could I can't exactly remember what he was um, mouthing. You could kind of lip-read it. But he was honestly saying to the referee, Really? I mean, you're going to let that go? Because you get him clattered. Well, Bowen was out injured exactly. from this game, wasn't he? Exactly. The first, the first um, game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The so other... I, I just felt I just felt, sorry, I just felt like, you know, um, you know, clearly there's an imbalance of, of priorities. It's a massive game. I don't mean this to be disrespectful to Bristol City, but it's a bigger game for them than it is for West Ham. They approached the game in that way and they knew that to be competitive. But I just felt like they played right on the very edge in a way that it was a bit of a throwback. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the referee did a brilliant job of, 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 of staying on top of it, because if he had done, I don't think that skirmish with all those challenges ending yeah. in the Ben Rama yeah. red car would have actually happened. There was yeah, a sort of off-the-ball punch as that's well. Right. Yes. Like, I mean, yeah, on Cresswell. Punch in, yeah. a sort of, yeah. in the wrestling, yeah. in a football yeah. term of the, of the word. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. Yeah, right. yeah. and that, that surely would have been... Well, he was lucky. Reverted. I thought, uh, I thought he was reverted. lucky. So maybe that's yeah. what Moyes was talking about when it yeah. comes to the VAR thing, maybe. Yeah, although after that big chat we had about Moyes and then after this game, I'm a Moyes out man now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you, but you think that you, the thing is, just want to go with the ties. We, yeah, well, you, you got to yeah, go with the way. Last the thing I want is is to have a backbone. You, all you've got to do, you, you got to do is outlast everyone else, mate. That's just, right. Just don't nail your colours to any mask. You'll yeah. be fine. You'll That's be the right. last man standing. So much comfier with that backbone. You probably lie but, down but, as well. I'll, I'll, I'll be an MP by the end of the week. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be out again by the week after. The, 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 be a hell of a week though. The, this was actually a pretty good game to for the to use as a lens for that that moist discussion we had again because yeah. you know you know I had I got a several friends who are West Ham fans and they're all saying the same thing after the game you know typical mm-hmm. West Ham right we, we we have three really good front players when they're not playing we've basically got nothing mm. we stink the place out and you know, we end up losing anyway I mean that's basically what they're saying so it's a really difficult thing to sell to your common or garden football fan who doesn't know much about West Ham by saying this is where they've come from this is where they are in the league they've won the Europa Conference League recently um, but at the same time yeah, if you if you are a West Ham fan who's gone to that game at zero degrees, yeah. and that's happened, you're probably pissed off, and rightly so. Yeah, absolutely. I fair. think you know Ben Rama. Um, I think Ben Rama's a decent player. He's a, he's a sort of solid backup to the quality they have now. But mm. I think Maxwell Cornet really showed why he's not been missing big very chances. Often, didn't he? I mean, he, he didn't. He, he's had a lot of injuries. To be fair to him, but that drop off is. Mm. I mean, it, I think it's difficult for for Moyes to deal with a drop off in quality there. But this, you know, you you would think that they have a bit more intensity because you're right. You know, they they. they they just want a trophy. They want to get used to that idea. They want to show that they can compete in a knockout competition. And I think the idea um, from the West Ham fans I know is that Moyes doesn't necessarily know how to get the best out of these top level players as well. So you've got a strange kind of... I think that's probably right. And I think also... I think a lot of those are sort of, if you've got old school British managers would maybe struggle with that a little. Maybe. I would also say, and add to what you're saying there, guys, that, you know, if you were thinking about... a, a, a kind of which these teams would have brought players on to affect the game late on you'd think it would be West Ham given mm. their resources it wasn't it was actually Bristol City yeah. you know, Naki Wells came on and was mm. really good you know one or two other um, 
subs that Bristol City brought on really took the game to continue to take the game yeah. to West Ham. Just felt like it was an all round kind of what, shitty day at the office. What, what do you think was a bigger slap in the face for your average Cockney? West Ham losing or EastEnders being taken off air last night to make space? It's hard to separate. Dean Gaffney's back again on the chat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Gaffer, he? he's not back in his tennis now, is he? I, I wouldn't have thought so. No. Was that a bit of viral marketing? Just jump in front of his car. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, moving with EastEnders, you know, which way do West Ham fans turn? It's a big call. Yeah, it's, it's big, difficult big to know call. which to be more pissed off about, isn't it? Mm, I mean, at um, the end of the day, maybe tell it what they should probably do is say that it was David Moyes' decision to move EastEnders. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that, everyone that, could rally around the common enemy, uh, can't Definitely, they? definitely. Uh, speaking of uh, West Ham and injuries, Lucas Packeter could be out for at least two months. Um, which uh, you know, obviously we're aware that he's injured. Although he, he he didn't seem too concerned about his injury, did uh, old Lucas? He said every hour increases by a month. Calm down, yeah. <laughs> calm down. You talk about the size of his ankle. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you what though. One West Ham fan who is having a lovely time is Ian Nash. Oh, the Garner Garner man, the Garner man, Garner man. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, it's definitely um, Mr. Nash. He's the guy who went to Garner to watch Mohamed Kudus uh, play before. I think before he played for West Ham, if I remember correctly. Yeah, when they were linked. Qualifier, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But you recall, perhaps? Um, yeah, we know everybody. Uh, yeah. th- th- we we talked about him. So yeah, Ian Nash, and he's he's a big hero now among the West Ham fans, as you could imagine. And um, he's donating kits to a youth club based in this country and is meeting the Ghanaian Hammers Supporters Club. So he's he's doing the rounds again and he's been officially made an ambassador of the club for this particular event, which is a lovely touch. It's also a galaxy brain move because he's like, well, I can't watch Mohamed Kudus play for West Ham, which means West Ham will be shit. I'll go and watch him for his national team. Yeah, but apparently he's off to the AFCON to do this as well. So he's off to Ivory Coast. This man is, is... what we need in this country. <laughs> because, you know, See, you said on, should the, be... on the foreign front, we've been diabolical. This Ian Nash, not only is he elevating West Ham, I'd say he's elevating the whole of the United Kingdom. So what are you saying, 39th Premier League game in Ghana? Well, I, if you're going to do it anywhere... Yeah, you'd prefer it to be Ghana. And if you need someone to broker the deal... <laughs> Ian Nash is your He's man there, right, Garner's okay. the place <laughs> we'll do it for a bunch of kids no Ian <laughs> that's, the whole, that's the point keep Nolsey away from it yeah, Ian yeah. Nash is your man yeah. well, Ian Nash might need um, he need, might need a bit of security do you think, knows. would you like to see Ian Nash do like a Nick Knowles type DIY show when he comes back absolutely yeah it'd be great why not mm. well, you know, they, we need a new one I mean especially no, travel if he's, show. he's never done anything like that in his life exactly. so I just think but you we mean, should keep giving these opportunities to Ian Nash for some reason anything yeah but you mean the Nolsey who was laying out um, those fans who were trying to attack the West yeah, he does. Do, yeah. Stand back, he's moved it on. So. It reminded me of Nick Knowles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I think he's the modern day Alan Wicker, but there we are. Could be. Give, give him a travel show. It's a nice little reference there for the young, younger listeners. <laughs> I'm going to Google Alan Wicker. Ha- I don't a, know who that is. A man who quite literally hasn't been on telly since probably the yeah. mid 70s. Travel shows are just Before for comedians we and one of their parents now. Yeah, yeah. He's been dead for 11 years. It's <laughs> not that bad. That's to be fair. It's not, not that bad. bad. It isn't. Is it? For Marcus's stand, okay. that's not too bad. He, yeah. He's not been you on TV. You mentioned Eusebio. He's not been on TV for at least 11 years. We know that much. Oi, okay. You mentioned Eusebio, one of the greatest players of all time. <laughs> on a football show. Yeah. Alan Wicker, one of the greatest presenters of all time. I agree with that. There we go. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, should we talk about can non-league just, Eastleigh? Before you, you do, drag it can back? I just say, when I played football, this is how bad that reference is, right? When I played football <laughs> like under 12, yeah. and I used to play centre-back for a bit, yeah. um, and I used to like to go forward, because I just wanted to be a part of the part mm. of the action because I was young. Keep the your manager Alan, then keep your Alan Wickers used, on. used to say he's gone on his Alan Wicker again yeah, as and he's gone go. travelling yeah. and even then in yeah. the late 80s I didn't know what he was talking about late 80s. you know when they do This Is Your Life obviously mm. it's like at the, at the quite literally at the end of someone's career yeah. they did that for Wicker in 1983 <laughs> <laughs> and now we're going to have to explain This Is Your Life thanks bitch <laughs> just never ending oh dear yeah. well, it's good to know I was alive when it happened yeah just about Non-league Eastleigh's cup run is over after losing to Newport County 3-1. It's good because no one likes Eastleigh. <laughs> I do. But Andy doesn't, I don't. You you don't, you're just saying no, that. No, I've just now decided okay, I do like them. I do like their badge. Yeah. It's a bit Brexit. but they're in the, <laughs> what, What's on the badge? Talk, just talk just a the massive badge. spitfire. <laughs> Winston Churchill poking his head out no, the window. Yeah, maybe, or maybe. Theresa May. Remember that? Time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, and then beneath it's a fields of wheat with Theresa May running through it. <laughs> Sorry, Their nickname is the Spitfires. That's basically sure. what. And yeah. it, they are sort of in the Southampton area, right? Is that that's where yeah. your disdain comes from? Yeah, that's uh, where kind the of, pathetic yeah. disdain. Comes Andy from. likes them for another reason. It might be something to do with AFC Wimbledon. He dislikes them. Yeah, yeah um, dislikes them. Sorry, yeah. Uh, but Paul McCallum scored a lovely one. It was a lovely goal. They got themselves Sadly, a it wasn't to be, was it? It wasn't to be. It wasn't to be because Newport are uh, a better side. Huge incentive for them to have played at Man- against Manchester United. Well, I was going to say, Newport have a chance to go on another famous cup run because they play Manchester United in the next round. 
Yeah, they're taking. Yeah. They're, ta- they're bringing um, Man United back to Rodney Parade, aren't they? Oh, Rodders, yeah. It's, pl- it's, it's just a great name. It's one of the, the, ground, pleasing, one of the most yeah. pleasing names. Yeah. It sounds like Ronnie Pickering. <laughs> it does a bit. <laughs> it does a bit. It's yeah. all very enjoyable. Who, who are you? I'm Rodney Parade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wolves uh, versus Brentford um, apparently uh, went to extra time and, and Wolves apparently won 3 2. I say this because none of us can find highlights <laughs> this morning of an FA Cup replay. Yeah. It's baffling. So I will, I will take the jewel the, uh, in the FA's crown. You know, trying to pre- preserve the the tradition and the yeah. and the and the interest in the, the world's yeah. oldest football cup competition. Yeah. Are we going to put it on the B- on the BBC website? Nah, nah, nah. Nothing, nothing. I've seen a lot of children recreating it on FIFA. Yeah, yeah. that will happen. Uh, but apparently, it was it was a good game. Um, uh, Wolverhampton local lad Nathan Fraser. Scored. Apparently, they're very excited about him. Young age. Yeah. That would have been lovely to see. Would yeah, been. think of him. I mean, he, wants, he probably can't even get his mum yeah. to watch it. He's, well, again, they'll have to. If, if they weren't at the game, his his family, then they'll have to take everyone's word for it. He's going to have to go in the local park with his mum and reenact it like Phoenix from the Flame. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we were watching on Teletext, son. Yeah, that's um, exactly what. That's the best they'll get. Yeah. I scored today, and they stopped lying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nathan. Well, well, Wolves will travel uh, to Black Country rivals West Brom in the fourth round. It's a big derby game. That's huge. Tasty, it's tasty. Huge, they haven't yeah. played each other for a wee while, I don't think. Well, it sounds like you've got some experience or some knowledge of this when you're saying Well, because because there were a load of West Brom fans kicking off about Gary Neal's comments the day before this game. So mm-hmm. it would have been on, on Monday. Yeah. Um, reading far too much into it. Basically, he said, like, the tie doesn't exist yet. We need to get through this because yes. there was a lot of focus on it already. Yeah. Uh, we need to get through this game. Then we've got a Premier League game. There's a lot on the horizon, basically. And they're like, oh, he's saying we're small time, this, that, and the other. And so as soon as kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. end up winning this, um, it's all started up again. I love I'm quite it. excited. Yeah. I love the I fact mean, that Garrett... That is quite small time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah I love that Garrett was basically like, look, I'm not going to talk about a match that's in the next round. We need to win this game first. Oh, you said... <laughs> just yeah. like silly But it's, that's the whole beauty of local rivalry, isn't yeah. it? People just read yes. anything. They did, they did actually play each other a couple of times in the Premier League in 2021, apparently. Um, which I completely forgot about. I thought for some reason I didn't think they were in the Premier League together for about 10 years or so, but they, they clearly were. And uh, Wolves um, lost 3-2 to West Brom at home last time. Yeah, so it's uh, an interesting one. Well, there Wolves, was a one-all draw at the Hawthorns. Yeah, Wolves have been preparing for that match, um, obviously already, because West Brom are, are uh, you know a big opponent, obviously derby rivals and all that kind of stuff. And they've been preparing for that match by playing uh, against the Wolves under eights. I saw this, yeah. Yeah, very that's what, awesome. That's, that's what they think of you, West Brom. <laughs> well, you, you've, got to, you've got to question the lads' commitment, though, because they, I mean, they weren't really putting it in. Didn't see a booking. Oh. You hate that, Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't see one point, one of the seven-year-olds actually scored. Yeah. Well, you won't believe it if you haven't seen it, but they did actually score. Also, I, I thought it was like, it, it's so... So you, you can watch that. But you can watch <laughs> Nathan Fraser's goal. Yeah, who oh, also but, scored for the under eights. Honestly, <laughs> it, it was embarrassing because they they come out and they're you know they're so like they're almost like in awe of these Wolves players yeah, and they're like really, asking after really them and like photos and stuff like that and it's absolutely pathetic. Need your what? focus. You got to be focused. Some of them probably offered to change shirts at half time. What kind of message does that send to your fans of Wolves under eight? Yeah. <laughs> Why are the under eights wearing West Brom kits? That's what I want to know. Those of you who are confused that Nathan Fraser scored for the under eights um, <laughs> is because he was actually under eight when the qualification process started. That's so right. Still eligible until the end of the competition. Uh, very much so, yeah. yeah. Um, do you remember in, um, I'm assuming it was Japan, it was definitely in the Far East somewhere. 100 kids against eight players or something on there? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think it was Japan because I think yeah. Kodawa was in that, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Part of me thinks that Real Madrid were involved somewhere. Along the I line. think it's 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 not a unique event. I've I've seen various yeah. iterations. of Dortmund this. Dortmund have done similar, have yeah. they? Yeah, they just play the long ball. If you need to pick me up, you know, don't go do a yeah. bad. Just get Jaden to play. Jayden some kids. play. That's how Jaden's got his confidence back. <laughs> yeah. But I would, so what, what I would say, this is a semi-serious point. Yeah. It's a very nice thing to do because the majority, of, the statistics are clear. The majority of those kids aren't going to be professional. Yeah. Players, yeah. But they'll always remember that. Majority that, of the right? kids might not even play for the under nine. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tough at the top. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but you should. But generally, you should see how the video is lovely. It's great. Yeah. 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 And, when and, the kid scores the goal, it's just, <laughs> just pure joy. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, um, about ninety percent of those kids will be, as we all know, will be poached by Man City by the time they're ten. So yeah, you'd say so. No chance they're going to turn out for the first team. Mm, let's hope so. Mm. Uh, one man who will never ever be poached by Manchester City is Jose Mourinho. <laughs> Imagine it. <laughs> Imagine that. What, move. what a key change that what would be. What a move. Be so good. I've been doing stadium tours. <laughs> I'd love him to come onto stage like Britney Spears did mm. with the on her comeback with the little mic. Yeah, it's snake Britney, around. bitch. <laughs> snake around. His yeah, shoulders. snake around his shoulders. It's Jose, bitch. <laughs> Marco Maserati around his shoulders. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Pep's head in his hand. <laughs> 
Maserati alongside him like Paul Bearer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he was my sacked. special one <laughs> he, he was sacked yesterday after two and a half years in charge of Roma mm. uh, which I think we've is... given that the respect it deserves <laughs> Man's lost his job. Yeah. Imagine it was an undertaker. Well, I'll tell you something with Mourinho. It really, it was the way they loved him and took to him. It was obviously not yeah. as successful as his interside because, I mean, come on, you know, that was a number of years ago when he was at the peak of his powers with a with a, with a bigger and better squad. But, you know, as I say, the, the way those fans took to him and some of the nights and some of the games that he gave them, you know, it was... A modern day version Mourinho of, of what he did at Inter, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah you kind of, there, there are various clubs around the world where all you want is a manager who will fight for you. Yes. Yeah? Spurs have that with Andrew, something they've mm. searched for for a while. Yeah. And I suppose you could throw Roma into that purely because, of, as you say, how their fans took to them. Yeah. And I think, or, or I wonder, and this is purely just my, my perception, um, it seemed like they drew something out of Mourinho. Yeah. There was, that yeah. felt like there was a bit of light there to accompany the shade that had been building up over all this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wonder if he's, you know, given his comments, not just before he was sacked, but subsequently when he was sacked, more so than ever, I felt like I think he's got one more job in him. He certainly has the appetite for yeah, one more job. Yeah. Had the appetite for one more job in him. Yeah, um, I think this is a real test of how competent your owners are. Yeah. It, it should specifically, be part of the fit. Talking to you, Newcastle. Talking to you, the piss party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it, well, I, 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 I've, you know, from a distance, of course, thoroughly enjoyed Mourinho at Roma. But the fact is, like, I know he's been sacked and obviously at Inter, look, if you will, I mean, I was sort of a, a weak comparison in a lot of places, but just the, the, the kind of feeling of it. Obviously, he left into when he wanted to leave. But with Roma, you know, he has been sacked. But the fact that they sold out the the Olympic Stadium there a number of nights, it never gets sold out. Yeah. You know, it's such a huge oh, oh, yeah. stadium. And that and that Europa Conference League run, which, of course, they, they would go on and win. I mean, that got everybody going there. First trophy for a while, first European trophy since, what, the Fairs Cup win, and goodness knows when that was. When the Fairs Cup was still around, you know, I think Alan Wicker won it the previous year. So um, <laughs> it you, was a uh, sixty-one, apparently. Right, and and uh, and also getting to the final of the Europa League. I mean, unfortunately for him, he came up against Sevilla. Yeah. You know, and there's just some yeah, things you can't. I would, do. I would also add, and, and, and you know, um, I think Nicky and Andy, or or, or Nicky and someone else, are going to do a, a reaction show to this today. Andy and Nicky, yeah, Andy, on, yeah. On, on 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 the continent. So you can check that out on their feed. But um, I would also say I don't know not that much about Roma or indeed Italian football. But but I think that you know it is right to say that Roma are a team, obviously, in the capital who have always been overshadowed by these other teams in Italy. They only won three Serie A titles in their whole um, lifespan. Um, and I think that what Mourinho was able to do, and again, this is from the outside looking in, he was able to, to really tap into that kind of underdog mentality. Definitely. The way that he does, mm, like, oh, yeah. everyone's against us yeah, kind of thing, yeah. which is why it kind of didn't really work at Real Madrid philosophically, you know. <clears throat> yeah. um, but at Roma, he can do that. And they've obviously gone away with... A load of memories of, of some yeah. great nights, as you've touched on, Marcus. Mm. Also, yeah. it, he has kind of raised the profile of player they've been able to attract as well. You look at Dybala, Lukaku coming in. You, I think you could argue that they may not have, you know, been so attracted to Roma if Jose Mourinho wasn't there. They've also gone even more mental with uh, Daniele De Rossi as a new yes, coach. Which I is love amazing. that. I absolutely great love to see. that. And, and look, I think we should be absolutely clear here. The mantra of the football ramble is what's good for the ramble isn't good for your club. Mm. We need to see Jose Mourinho back in the Premier League. And all these people who are listening going, oh no, this football's so boring. It's not the point. No, it's not, not the point. The point. And we need to find a landing spot for him in the Premier League. I don't care if it's West Ham or Newcastle. They're my two front runners, personally. Yeah. Either of them will be absolutely fine by me. <laughs> Or EastEnders. Or EastEnders. Get, it, get him in EastEnders, yeah. then we can watch him four nights a week. Oh, he's probably already had a cameo in EastEnders. We just didn't, yeah. we didn't see. Um, I love. I think that's unlikely, Marcus, if you don't mind me saying. True enough. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do love the fact that he's been sent off six times in the past two seasons, though. It's more yeah. than any player in Serie A. The, the, <laughs> the Roma bench has had 29 cards in his time. There. That's right, yeah. <laughs> That's well, I mean, a legacy. Yeah, That's incredible. a legacy. Now right we know, there. We know a, a, a man uh, of of, uh, of this parish who pops in and out is David Cartledge, and, yeah. he, and he, he he loves the uh, the rough and tumble of football, shall we say? Yeah. And I just remember him 
tweeting uh, during that Europa League final against Sevilla. He went the Roma play the Roma bench is the place to be. Yeah, you know because it was just all get, like, get it was, stuck in. Yeah, yeah, even got a run. Exactly. It was yeah. just it was it, it, yeah. If you think you're not playing a part of this, if you've got a sub stop, no on, chance. Absolutely yeah. not. In fact, in fact, you what am I more, coming on? No. <laughs> you're more crucial. You're starting not in that way. <laughs> yeah. um, are you going to uh, have a placard down at uh, at Rome Airport just saying Marini home? Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, like would that. you yeah. like that? Yeah. yeah. My yeah. goodness. All right, everybody. Uh, in the second half, we've got Everton and Forest getting into a bit of trouble, and Andre Anana being calmed down by El Hadjouf. Not yep. a position you should be in. <laughs> that, that shows you where the man's head is at. All right, we'll see you in a minute. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. Um, but I do enjoy watching sport, and if you want to ask me about cricket or sport, then, then please do. Who's your football team? My football? I didn't really have a football team. So you're not team. a sports fan, really? I, I'm a cricket fan. Okay. I love sport, and yeah. I enjoy watching sport. See. Wimborne Town Football Club. OK. There we go, okay. Wimborne Town. OK, what was their last result? I couldn't tell you that. <laughs> the last result that I was there uh, was a very exciting... Lots of goals were scored, and it was a one-all draw. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Lots of go- Another cricket man. Another man <laughs> of the Batvish. Are you going to defend your man? <laughs> Always, always. Man of the people, always. Michael Thompson, Minister of State for Illegal Migration there. He decides who comes in. Mm. Get him out. <laughs> That's what I say. Get him out. It's a Tory sport and it's, and it's always annoying when that represents yeah. itself to you. Now, Vish is more of a, a beefy man. He's more of both of them, isn't he? I mean, aren't, we, aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. Vish, what are you thinking? Don't say that. <laughs> Can we get That's him it. out it's as well? <laughs> Yeah, get, get him both out. Them out yeah. Lord both of them. Yeah, no, we can't. We absolutely can't. Yeah. Don't tell Beefy to get things out. <laughs> He's already done that. Lord Beefy. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But not for the reason you're thinking. Yeah, Lord yeah. of the uh, Lord of the Peace. Lord of the Dark. Right. Okay. Well, we're the Scottish school children when you need them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take him terribly strips off him. Oh dear. Right. Uh, the Premier League has charged Everton and Nottingham Forest. What a pivot. <laughs> <laughs> A pivot that is <laughs> from one of this fi- this country's finest ever sportsman's penis yeah. to um, Everton and Nottingham Forest being charged with breaching its profit and sustainability rules in their accounts of 2022 2023. Both cases have now been referred to the chair of the judicial panel. Um, it took approximately eight months for the initial charge for Everton's current points deduction to be. Given, if you like. Um, so, yes, I mean, Everton have obviously come out strongly with a, with a statement saying the club must now defend another Premier League complaint, which includes the very same financial periods for which it had already been sanctioned before that appeal has even been heard. The club takes the view that this results from a clear deficiency in the Premier League's rules. So, understandably, they're not um, best happy about that. Forest have said they're, they're confident of a speedy and fair resolution. It's interesting with the Forest one, because the sale of Brennan Johnson is... is central to this case. Forrest sold Johnson to Spurs, but they did decide to wait to get a higher price. So it's an interesting one. Apparently they could have sold him for about 10 to 15 million less. But it speaks to the absolute shambles that it is because how would the FFP deadlines not lined up with the transfer deadlines? Yeah. How are well, they not even acknowledging that people absolutely. do business and the yeah. most business they do is buying and selling players and that massively affects their bottom line so they're not even going to align the dates. Well, it's sure, surely it's demonstrably better for Forest's sustainability to get more money. Right? Yeah. That's well, their argument. And surely this highlights that and surely you would think that that will be changed. Well, it'll be it's to, do, it'll be to do with like, reporting and financial years and stuff like that. So I guess it's maybe a bit more complicated than I'm making it out to be. But it doesn't well, look great. Yeah, but I think, and this is what Forrest are going to argue, 
they think, okay, fine, you might have sort of deadlines and um, and cutoffs here, but just but l- look at this and also, piece and also, of evidence. But, but you, I mean, you said there it's central to the case, and I understand that's right. Really, what's been talked about a lot um, for the reasons you've stated. But actually, you know, it, it is it is part of the case, but the case. Really, central to Forrest's case, yeah, but it really well, that's going to be well, no, it's, it's, it's central to Forrest, yeah, for their defense, are, yeah, their their defense. defense. Yeah. yeah, but but ultimately, it's probably going to hinge on the fact that you know, Nottingham Forest have signed over 40 players, 42 players, yeah, for 200 million pounds, I think, since they've come up to the Premier League. Mm. Now, I understand that the, the, the landscape of football at the top level is completely skewed towards big clubs, and that's been the case for a while now, and none of us, you know. Particularly, particularly happy about that, but ultimately, you don't have to do that. No. Like Luton Town haven't done that. Mm. You know, Burnley haven't done that. You know, there's been teams that have been promoted that haven't done that. They've decided to do that because their owner is a certain type of character, and they've behaved quite irresponsibly. The Everton thing as well. I mean, I, I saw Oliver Kay in Athletic, I think it was, um, who's always good on this kind of stuff, saying that you know, I understand. We understand that Everton fans are, are upset but they should be upset at their ownership not at the Premier yeah, League of course. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I think a lot of them are to be fair yeah but the, but the, the big protest Jim when the points deduction happened was very much of, of that oh, flavour of course there's this yeah. idea of the, of the, the, the that they're being Premier put League upon somehow yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm very confused by this idea that they might be punished again for the same financial periods for which they've already been sanctioned <clears throat> presumably when it comes down to it the Premier League won't do that because that, that would be insane well, there, I think there's, an pres- overlap, there's an overlap of the um, <coughs> amount of money that they went over that falls within this next New period. So, so it will be period. it will be a, it will be a, it will be a different charge for different things that happen in the same period. Is that right? More well, not quite the same period though. That's the thing. Right. I, I'm, I'm a little bit confused by their statement there. But um, the financial activity bleeds over into a new exactly. reporting period. Yeah, I think. yeah. Well, that, yeah. That's a, that's the way of putting it. Yeah. I think also it's important to remember that like. When you argue against, or rather, even with the protests against this nebulous like Premier League concept, mm-hmm. you argue against twenty teams. There, there isn't like some governing body. Rather, the Premier League isn't a governing body that sits above it. It's made up of the yeah. the twenty teams who all made this <laughs> made this rule. And they were also. My understanding as well is that these charges were recommended by an independent body. Yeah, yeah, it gets it gets given to once they decide. Well, actually, there's no decision to be made because. You know, when you read into it, Everton and Forest—they've mm-hmm. broken the rules. Yeah, right? and, and but they acknowledge that they broke they've broken the rules. So it's not necessarily about sure. pleading pleading innocence. It's as you say, it's like it's you know defending what they've done, which or is like why excuses the, for what they've done. Yeah, which is why the Forest one is very very interesting. And again, we could all sit here and say, well, it makes sense to wait for the the price you can get more for the player. Yeah, of course, yeah, but you know. The rules are the rules, but the rules don't spend are, all the money. Then, but the rules are also the rules, and so it, it, it makes sense in, in in one regard. But again, if you look at it from the Premier League, as they have other uh, club, well, namely Everton, uh, it, with, with the same sort of problem, if they are seen to show some sort of, I suppose, understanding with this, and not say no, you've broken the rules. If they kind of essentially bend the rules, really, they can't do that. It really is going to put them in a lot of bother. If, so, if you, so there's the idea that Forrest will kind of sweet talk them. I'm not as confident. They've got to take a position. They've got to defend themselves. I mean, by the way, which is you know worth pointing out on, on the, I think one or two occasions, the the ownership at Everton didn't even bother defending themselves against some of the yeah. charges. So that tells you its own story. <laughs> but but I, I would say that they can't they can't be seen to be banned the rules. I should also say this because we're going. That's to not a, my opinion whether they should or not. No, no, I know I'm that. Just, yeah. But we should we should also say because we're going to get a lot of people who are going to message us. I can just see it coming now, and mm. the rest of the week's going to be a write off because people are going to say, "What about Man City?" It's worth pointing out the Man City mm. case has been fought very vigorously by mm. very expensive lawyers, which mm. maybe tell its own story. But also the charges are numerous and very, very different. It's a very complex case. Yeah, so that's why that's a separate situation to this kind of open and shut idea about whether the law's been broken or not. There needs to be due, due process. So then it's not worth comparing them because it's like apples and oranges. But I just want to make that clear yeah. so we don't... Well, not every case, gloss that over. you know, whatever its nature of a similar crime in the courts, it's, you know... But it's a completely different thing. Totally, yeah. yeah. So... and. I also want to add that what the Premier League should be doing going forward, and they need to learn from this, is that they need to get their timing right. They need to understand that you know the season always runs from X to Y, pretty much with you know the odd date here or there, the same time every year. We're talking about. Um, I don't have any sympathy for the way the ownership of Forest have, have, have behaved. I, I obviously have sympathy for the fans because it's not their con- in, in, within their control. But what I do have sympathy for is that you know the latest information is saying that Forest could find out what the punishment's going to be in April. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a month before the end of the season. Yeah, well, and, and it needs it's to be done over them. And, and, and I don't think it's at all. Um, we've seen it elsewhere in Europe as well. I think we've seen it with Juventus, where points have been taken off, then yeah. the appeals happen yeah. in the middle of the season. Points yeah. have gone back on. That fundamentally undermines the integrity of the competition for yes, all the other clubs it does, as well. It does. They need to be able to execute these processes outside of the season. It needs to happen, you know, within the summer or possibly within a kind of winter break, but obviously we don't have that here because otherwise people don't know where they are and, that, and it affects other teams massively because no other team knows actually what points they need to get if they're battling against relegation or what they need to do to get into Europe because a team may be um, redu- reduced po- deducted points and they may get added on again. So they need to get their fucking house in order is what the Premier League need to do. But I don't think you can have any sympathy with the behaviour that's been exhibited by the ownership at Everton for a number of different reasons and now for the ownership at Forest. You could see this coming at Forest. They signed 42, 43 players. They signed four keepers in one season. Mm. You don't have to do all that stuff. You chose to do it and the sustainability rules, if they've been proven to be broken, means you have to take your punishment. Well, they are very different situations, aren't they? Because Everton had the... Everton have had bad luck with the situation with Usmanov and, and obviously moving to a new stadium is very, very, very costly and obviously that's not been brilliantly managed. But it's very, very different, as you say, from the Forest situation. So they signed 42 players. A good number of those never even made an appearance for the club. Mm. There's a sense they're just sort of seeing what happens in a, in a quite sort of mm-hmm. immature way. And uh, there, are, there are suggestions in, in a few few articles I've seen that a couple of agents are kind of on to that and are sort of just test well, the course, water with yeah. Forrest and, and kind of take advantage of that kind of slapdash nature of it, mm. which I, is just sad. Yeah, and, and yeah, but with regards to Everton, it's particularly frustrating for them because they've had their points deduction. Mm. And actually... They've responded on the pitch, yeah. and what Dyche is doing pretty well, you would say. Yeah. And then suddenly, <clears throat> oh, when is another thing? And this, as you say, could hang over the club. Whereas, whereas with that one, if you will, it kind of it happened. There's the punishment. Okay, if you have an appeal, and if you if you if you get something back, it's well, I was going to say a bonus. It wouldn't be a bonus. It would be seen as justice, of course. But you know what you're dealing with, if you see what I mean. And as I say, they've, they've played it. But this hanging up, this idea in April or whenever it may well, be. Well, it was one of the things that was brought up in the DCMS committee um, mm. to Richard Masters. That if, yeah. if so many teams are under this kind of scrutiny and, and being deducted points, like, what is the point of the league table? What kind yeah. of operation are you running? Yeah. I mean, basically, yeah. you're ultimately responsible for the for the governance and for mm. the, the integrity of competition. On, on the Everton point, I slightly disagree with Jim. They've chose to build a new stadium. They decide they need sure. one. Good well, Jim did say it's been badly managed. He said it has it, been badly but managed. But he's saying that it, the, the, where the finances have gone, it's um, it, it, it's different to Forest but, because but, with Forest, but, but bear in mind with Forest as well, which we haven't touched on. When they got promoted, they they basically that promotion season was their squad was littered with important loan players, yeah. Yeah. and we knew that coming into the season they they would have to recruit. Mm-hmm. We just didn't know it'd be a slapdash as, as how it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I also I also just think you know I mean look at the um, Spurs situation. They spent a, however much it was on the new stadium. They had to cut their cost accordingly for mm. years, and everyone was complaining about it. Well, the upshot is they're now not in that position. Everton have chosen to... to, to mm. well, not Everton, the, the ownership have chosen to behave in a certain way. But you can say Everton, they represent Everton. Yeah, and, and it's, nothing to do, it's nothing to do with the Man City thing. It's nothing to do with... There's, there's definitely questions to be answered around governance and around how it's done at the Premier League level, at the top level. But as the rules are as they are, you know, it's a pretty basic thing to do. Don't spend loads of money. But the Premier League got to be careful. You've got no God-given right to be the most commercially successful yeah. league in the world. Well, there are four clubs with these questions over them. Very, mm. very different sets yeah. of questions when you throw Man City and, and Chelsea in as well, who have obviously self-reported issues they've had. And it, it I think it really shows that the, an independent regulator is needed. Big time. Mm. Totally. And that's without even taking into account the, the absolute vast swathes of football league clubs that have gone to the wall. Absolutely. Mm. Good news for Everton, though, is that they take on Crystal Palace tonight in their FA Cup third round replay. The game they all wanted. Chance to escape from the admin <laughs> for 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Let's, let's hope it's a better game than the... Uh, well, it cannot be worse. <laughs> well, it can be. You, would have, you wouldn't have the controversy of the sending off. At least we had a talking point. That's true. It, it yeah. could have been a replay of England-Algeria in that World Cup. Yeah. True, that's true. And that Marcus, you, you came out in favour of the officials and they overturned it, didn't they? Yeah, well, they got my face, as I said at the mm. time. So I hold my hands up. Um, I also... I, I think I'll grow and get better from this. I doubt that. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know... Seen the no evidence of that so far. Well, no, I think I'm. I think I'll bounce back. I think I'm stronger for it. 
and um, um, yeah, other such Joe Hart kind of comments. Speaking speaking of that, um, there was also we also were treated to another Howard Webb, Michael Owen um, refereeing decisions TV show this week. Love that. Well. Love that. Um, it should be renamed to the um, things that you got annoyed about a month ago that you finally got past being dredged up again. Because <laughs> <Just, laughs> that's basically what it was. Just a month ago. But, um, yeah, but the only way around that is if they, you know if they were on like TikTok Live, like join us as, as we <laughs> make excuses for all the decisions <laughs> yeah, for all as the they happen. happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Roy Hodgson, interestingly, has thrown his palace hat into the ring uh, for signing Calvin Phillips. I'd love this for yeah. him. Yeah. I love this for everyone for all parties. Yeah. yeah, I mean Calvin if you if you are listening, just have a look at Conor Gallagher. It worked very well for him. There's a lot of um now interest in Calvin Phillips because I think it was certainly the first week of the window. He was being linked to places who didn't really need him, but then obviously Palace, you know, I mean Hodgson's just come out and, and said it publicly. But also Newcastle have lost Joel Linton for this yes. season now. So they, so having decided, I think the talk was at the time that the loan fee was too much. Yeah, Certainly something they didn't want to commit to, given obviously they want to stay within the profit and sustainability thing as well. Now their hand has been forced a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, you say there's link with clubs that don't really need him. I think he improves 90% of the Premier League teams. Well, no, he didn't need, really need him in terms of like what what they had at the time. I'm saying it's changed a lot now because of the scale of the injuries that people. Have well, yeah, up that's well. right. And also, the reason he's been linked, though, also surely has to be because he's an absolutely fantastic midfield player who never plays. I yeah, mean, that's yeah, part of, of it. And, and also, you'd back him. He's got such a great engine, and he's still very young that. I don't think it would take him long to get up to speed. No. Also, yeah. he does. A bit, I don't he does, know he does, that, but I would We've seen for England. That yeah. He, he, yeah. That was a little while ago now, but yes, that was a. But he yeah. does a bit of like the Man City didn't just sign him to put him on their bench. Right. They acknowledge uh. the fact that. He, but at Leeds, he yeah. did really impressive things, and he's a yeah. very dexterous midfielder. Yeah. It's not just the engine, mm-hmm. technical quality on the ball, well, is passing. I, indeed, and and just yeah, to 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 kind of echo that, just a great player who you see him sitting on the bench getting no minutes. It's. Like, it's come sad. on, it's sad. It really is. And, and and I agree with you, look, I think he improves be, the vast uh, majority of teams in the Premier League. I mean, he was even linked with Juventus as well. I think, I, I was about so, to say, I think a move to a big European team would be good for him. I also, and this is a bit of a rogue one, and I understand that this will never happen, but given the, the frontline injuries that Spurs got, I mean, he, they should, it, the, the midfield players mm. they've got, you know, Basuma, Saar, um, Bentoncourt, you yep. know, a lot of those players have either in Bentacor's case have got massive injury issues. I mean, mm-hmm. he was fantastic at Old Trafford, but he's he's had injury problems. You've got players missing through Africa Cup of Nations mm-hmm. as well. You know, I mean, Man City would probably never let it happen, and maybe Ange doesn't think he fits with what they want to do. But I mean, you can get him in on loan. I understand. It's that just the an finances. example that he could improve a lot of top teams. You can get yeah, him in on yeah. loan. I understand the finances are obviously the big question mark here. But you get him in, and he has a good time. There's every chance you could then sign him. In the mm. summer, a player in his prime, yeah. Um, rather, because yeah, he's, he's twenty. I was saying he was young a minute ago. I mean, younger than us, but uh, <laughs> you know, he's, he's young to me. It's just um, like Zlatan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, you, you could have a player there who who could play for, for your club for the next sort of four or five years or something like that. It feels know? like it's the kind of move that benefits absolutely everyone. It benefits yeah. a player, benefits a club he's going to, and it also benefits Man City because mm. it makes sure his his value at least. If doesn't if it not just doesn't say level at this point, then certainly goes up. Also, the position in the way and the way he plays, Marcus, to bail you out a little bit. I mean, he could play that position for a very long time. Yeah, twenty is not old for that position. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. The Yorkshire Pierlo. Um, yes. Well, uh, speaking of players who play in, who or once played in a similar role to that, there's been reports that Palace are interested in Michael Carrick as a replacement for Roy Hodgson. I think that's a nice move as well. That would be nice, wouldn't it? I think he's. Um... But let let Roy leave. Let him. You know, have his little standing ovation before you start talking about other. We've already done that once. Yeah, <laughs> around the pitch specifically yeah. for Crystal Palace. <laughs> Not flying. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's walking around. No, he did Palace. He went. He did it at Palace as well. He yeah, came yeah, back he, again. He, he, he kind of also one. did it when he was at Watford. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he's been, well, that was it. He did it. He did it at Watford. He did it at Palace. While at Palace, while yeah. Watford, which is why I was specifically when saying they got relegated. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be. A good I think one. it's. A, I mean, it's a nice move for Carrick because it feels like. I mean, we don't. We remains to be seen what Carrick can can finish off doing in. Um, Could be a leak at, at Middlesbrough, exactly at Middlesbrough. But he has. I mean, what's kind of often overlooked with him is that he. he I feel like he's had quite a good um, apprenticeship as a coach at Manchester United as well. I know mm. not the club that they were, perhaps, but I mean, he's 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 done. He's been involved there for a while before he went to Middlesbrough as well. Feels like a, a natural step for him to go mm. to someone like Palace, and and Palace need, they need to get past this reliance on Roy Hodgson for all the obvious reasons. They, they, I mean, to be fair, they have tried and the people they've tried have been sandwiched between Hodgson stints, really. So so Hodge, they, they tried Frank de Boer, didn't work. Yeah. Hodgson comes in. They tried Patrick Vieira, 
didn't work. Well, Weir Hodgson worked for a bit. Well, it did, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think, well, I think Hodgson comes in. You know, they get rid of him. Hodgson comes in. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's I mean, what I'm saying. I need to get past it. He was only there to steady the ship, though, wasn't he? Was the plan? And well, yeah. Um, we're, we're at that point now where it's it's relatively steady. And I mean, is, is it a, is it a risk this much of a step up to to go for Carrick now? I guess it depends on on. Well, they're not going for Carrick now. They, are, they? They're interested when it, when he replaces Hodgson. Will see out the rest of the season. So, um, I mean, look, you look at other countries, specifically Italy. I know they have a much higher level of coaching there. You, sort of not younger, but but if you look at some of the CVs of, of Italian managers, they'll have they'll have coached some sort of lower half Serie A teams, and then bang, they get the big job. But the difference is, though, is then the level of quality of coaching there is high that some of them actually go on and do a pretty good job. You know, oh, I, I think. Would, I, would, in, I would just say, sorry, Mark. I was just saying in the in the, con- in the context of like the current championship, where there's some really good teams, some teams that are flying. Yeah, they're a point off the playoffs as we record this today, and they might get to a League Cup final. It's yeah. hard to see how. Yeah, I, 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 I think I think he's I think he's earned the right to be in that uh, discussion yeah. um, but speaking of uh, tonight's um, FA Cup third round replay uh, Pete and Andy will be giving you a Ramble Reacts tonight following tonight's um, conclusion uh, to those um, FA Cup third round replays do subscribe now so you don't miss that or any episode I hope for their sake that it's a much better game <laughs> and all of our sakes quite well, to be fair the game um, there was a 3-2 in the Premier League earlier this season so you know you never know yeah that doesn't count for anything though doesn't Let's go to the Africa Cup of Nations. Another upset! Blimey O'Reilly. Namibia won their first ever AFCON match, beating Tunisia 1-0. The Brave Warriors. Great nickname. Are ranked 115th in the world. My goodness. It's an embarrassing one for Tunisia, Jim, but a great one for Namibia. It, yeah, I mean, there's no other way to put it. No, there is <laughs> Literally not. Literally no. I mean, that's, they're in a great position now, Namibia. They are. Absolutely fantastic. There's been, there's been some right shocks, hasn't there? Cape Verde, of course, and yeah. Mozambique. Very, very unlucky. Just moments away from a, from a victory, but a point against Egypt is respectable. Uh, Mar- also, that's a way to do a shock. Um, 88th minute winner. 88th yeah. minute winner. Absolutely. Um, uh, Mauritania didn't uh, cause a shock. They were beaten by Burkina Faso. One nil. Aston Villa's Bertrand Traore got the goal. For the Faso in the 96th minute, a penalty it was. So, yeah, gutting for Mauritania, who um, do have former Fulham player Abubakar Kamara in their ranks. Can't nice believe to you called him the Faso when the nickname is the Stallions. Yeah, well, could have gone with that. True enough, true enough. Could have gone with that, mate. Um, uh, but, uh, but it was nice to see um, Kamara in there. On the team sheet, it seems like he's he's got a new name, AK 47. He's got that on the back of his shirt, hasn't he? <laughs> It's, uh, I'm all for it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a thin end of the wedge, though, Jim. I mean, you know, before, before you know it, you, in the I Premier League, the wedge. you've got Ash- <laughs> <laughs> the wedgie. I'll be back at school. Um, before you know it, you've got Ash the Bash on the back of the shirt. Ash the- <laughs> I don't think this is 47. Ash the Bash. It's all welcome to me. I don't. Look, I love what you're doing. Hated here. Martin. Come dog. Yeah. yeah. Hated Martin. Come, you know what? Come dog. Come dog. Come come dog. dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, hated yeah. Martin was one of your mates at school. No, it was it was someone I met once in a pub. He was introduced to me as hated Martin. Was he a knob? Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Well, isn't there another guy, Jim the Fish or something? Um, That's him. Keith the Fish. Keith the he Fish. He had a yeah. He's called Keith the Fish because all he ever spoke about was what he had for dinner and it was always fish. Very yeah. disappointed. You don't want, there was a kid at my school. You don't want the fish on the back of Street rat. Street rat. You don't want that on the back Lovely of Lovely kid. His, his mates just decided to stitch him up. You yeah. grew I'd up be in, absolutely fine with someone having a street rat on the back of their shirt. You yeah. grew up in, in, well, it's almost Essex, but it's technically East London. So, zone six, yeah. No one yeah. will let me say it's, it's London. But it's I know I will. London the borough. borders were redrawn Did in 1965. Did you, vote? <laughs> Did you vote in the mayoral uh, elections? Uh, yeah. Then you're in then. Indeed. Yeah. But I'm saying that that's why, you know, that part of the world traditionally has these uh, nicknames, you know, like Jim what? the Fish. What, because the fish. fish. Well, because they're from Essex. No, what because the old Cockney boys and all that. Oh, because because you're you saying they're gangsters. But originally, that was a lot of them. Yeah. Like there was, a, there, was, there was one gangster called... Um, like Mick the Hat or something and it was like why was he called that because uh, he often used to wear a hat yeah. Jack the Hat Jack the Hat Jack the Hat there yeah. you go Got killed by one of the Mur- murdered Mick by the- Ronnie Cray in the Blind Beggar pub for a time you could buy a commemorative coin of it in the- <laughs> <laughs> It's Jim's life, everybody. It is. Yeah, he lives it. He uh, lives it so you don't have to. Yeah, that's why he's defending AK-47. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. 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 And, uh, and, and Jack the Hat. Um, yeah, Cameroon drew one all with Guinea in their opening match. Um, Andre Anana, of course. Um, oh, he's having a great tournament. He travelled straight. He's just not playing any games. He travelled straight from um, that game that Manchester United played the other day against yeah. Spurs, of course, to the African Nations in Ivory Coast. Now, I, you know, that's um, that is, it's a big trip. It is a big trip. And he was expecting to be on the bench for Cameroon. He understood 
that because he'd committed to Manchester United, he wasn't going to start for Cameroon, which, you know, all being well, he probably would, um, despite walking out of the World Cup or, or certainly leaving the World Cup. Um, they drew one all with Guinea. Um, again, a bit of a surprise result there, you'd certainly say. Um, bad weather, though, meant that he only arrived three hours before kickoff. Um, and subsequently, he was left out of the squad entirely. Now, you can understand that from Cameroon's point of view. A hundred percent. This chap, you know, he's, he's, we've, had a, we've had previous with him in the World Cup. He said he's going to turn up. He's not here yet. Now, even if it, even if it is like, sorry, you know, we've got to pick the squad because of the weather and so on, or even if they're thinking, blimey, is he going to turn up? They've got to name the squad. They have. But Anana can't, can't, he's not having any of this. He was very, very upset and reportedly was heard saying, if I wasn't going to play or make the team, then why did I come in a private jet? Now, what a way to endure yourself. <laughs> sounds, like, <laughs> sounds like a man who paid for the private jet. Yeah. yeah also, like, <laughs> I mean, why do you expect to play? If if you're on the bench, you're probably not going to play anyway. He arrived in the country at 5am that morning. Mm. Surely he can't be thinking that he's getting off the bench. And and by the way, Cameroon have a pretty illustrious history in this competition. They've won it five times. Mm. It's not as though they're also runs. They've also got an illustrious um, legacy of goalkeepers. I understand that some of Anana's teammates, they they, they play for big clubs. You've got, uh, what have we got, Marseille and, and Napoli... Um, and one or two others sort of represented but some of them play for smaller clubs and won't be on the kind of money that Anana is mm. playing with and they know he's a bit big time and so to turn up and hear him shout I, pay, I was at a private jet to get here why yeah. am I not playing I want to Again, run around yeah, yeah. I, I, I fear that he may not uh, be playing in this tournament it's, well, very it's, a long. Big, it's a big decision for um, the big chief Rigobert Song to make for the next game isn't yeah. it I'd love that Rigobert Song's in charge he, if he, if he, so it's it's been reported he said that I don't know if it's an official interview that, that Andre Anana gave to the press mm. but if that's how he's behaving you got to understand that the, the manager may make another decision. Do you have any here. sympathy for him though? Because he's clearly busted a gut to get there. I just, I just think if you, you know the, the tournament is a tournament, you knew when it was going to happen. Mm. Um, you've already walked out of one tournament. You can't play the Spurs game. Yeah, you, you can't just, play you, it. You Join well, up with your squad. Yeah. Join up with your teammates. Uh, and if the compromise is that you are going to play in the Spurs game, accept that this game is not going to feature you. And, yeah. do you, and do you think these are the words of El Hadjouf, who apparently had to calm him down? I mean, yeah. That I mean, is, <laughs> That's Imagine like that position. You to put your phone down, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, Piers Morgan telling you to be reasonable. Yeah. Andre, mate, I, I, I think you, you're looking a bit like a twat here. Yeah. Couldn't, be, couldn't be me. There's actually video footage of El Hashjouf talking to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't make it up. No, I know you didn't. I didn't yeah, it's overheard from, from the conversation that he's on video. And uh-huh. that's, where, that's where this reported quote comes from. Mm. Yeah, he's, um, and the picture of Andre now looking really happy, presumably for his Instagram, on his private jet in a great outfit. Yeah. He's full of smiles. Oh, he oh, looks yeah. great, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he that, look, that yeah. looks magnificent, yeah. I suppose he's thinking, off I go, everybody. On the bench, I'll probably get on at half-time. It didn't work out I like wouldn't that. have dressed like this if I wasn't playing. I look like a right belly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Well, he was spitting mad. Um, yeah. So just as well, El Hadjouf was there to Good calm life. him down. Yeah. A man who knows uh, what yeah. that's don't all about. Don't explain it. You yeah. Fine, leave it there. I didn't explain it. Yeah. I said a man who knows what that's about. Take people to the joke. Don't shut them around the joke. Would you... Yeah. Do you want to do the... Go on then. You thank everybody for listening to the Ramble. Thanks everyone for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. Mm-hmm. Pete and Andy are back tonight. Thank God. <laughs> Some of the better ones. Um, for, for a Ramble Reacts following the FA Cup replay tonight keep going but Patreon subscribers don't go anywhere keep listening for Ramble Uncut where I'll properly get stuck into Marcus yeah read the whole uh, read the whole thing Luke's a pick <laughs> <laughs> you misspelled it Marcus tried to type into the read Luke's a prick but he got it wrong if yeah. you're not a Patreon subscriber <laughs> sign up now to get Ramble Uncut every single Wednesday head over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble Marcus and I did that because I'm a bad speller Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.